Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Andy. Hey, now. This is episode 336, Sans Transmission. Nice. All right. So, yeah, where's Kevin and Ian, huh? Freaking guys ditching us. On they were Tuesday. afraid they would catch COVID from me, so they didn't show up. <sighs> didn't they get the memo? You can't get it over the internet? <laughs> uh, I guess not. Yeah. You just You got to cut off with Gucci. That's the only way you can get it. Right. Spoon. Yeah. Spooning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Kevin's working, uh, I think, the night chef this week, so... He's working right now, and I think Ian's also working. God, these guys work. He's doing something. Huh? Maybe his yeah. kid was having a birthday. I don't really Oh, remember. yeah, that's what it was. To be yeah. honest, I don't pay attention when he's talking, so I don't that really is, know what he said. One year out the other. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, oh, Ian. Gosh, she's not even here. We're still picking on him. I know. Poor guy. With us. <laughs> All right, so let's catch up with everyone's week. Who wants to go first? Um, you and me. <laughs> I can go first. Since I wasn't here last week. So, <clears throat> yes, I caught COVID finally. I've avoided it very well for two and a half years. And I kind of started letting my guard down because I kind of got tired of worrying so much about it and figured I'm going to eventually have to get it. I've got my shots and everything, so maybe it won't be too bad. So, a little bit of cuddling in the camper with Gucci at the Ohio event, and I started feeling bad Sunday. First, I thought it was my allergy thing kicking up again because that's all I had was a a runny nose and a bit of a drainage in my throat. But then by Sunday night, I started running a fever, and I went and got some tests and didn't, didn't really test positive Sunday. And I say that because I did the thing. It's got the little line. If there's a line, you're positive. There's no line. It was kind of a line, but it was so faint that you had to like hold a flashlight and really, really yep. look at it. So I was like, That's I positive. think I'm positive, but it's yeah. very, very faint. And if there's then anything, it's did, positive. Yeah, did another. Te- yeah. Well, I, I assumed I was, but it was yeah. so faint. <laughs> did another test Monday morning, and it it shot like positive immediately. Full blown, huh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> So anyway, had to deal with that. Uh, we got back home. Uh, it wasn't too bad, actually. Just, um, you know, like a cold. Ran a fever for a couple days on and off. Uh, yeah. But not not too bad. So I guess we lucked out and it was a mild case. Nice. Um, yeah, good to hear. Yeah. Uh, backing up a little bit to the event. Had a really mm-hmm. great time at the Ohio Heli Throwdown. I flew, I think, six times at this event. And if you know me, that is highly unusual because I usually fly like once or maybe One. twice. Either Thursday or Sunday. <laughs> right. Yeah. I flew, I think. Uh, you flew a lot. Five, yeah. I think it was five times on Saturday and then once mm-hmm. Sunday morning just to burn a battery yeah. that I had. Uh, so, yeah, I was really enjoying it. You know, I haven't really been flying much the last couple months. So. Okay. Yeah. I, I kind of got into it. You know what I mean? Nice. I was having a good time. Heck yeah. It's a good field there. They got the paved runway. 
I ground most of my skids off <laughs> yeah. sliding autos down the runway, but yep. that was fun. Uh, it's great to see all the guys, uh, Gucci and, uh, just everyone got to see you got to meet your family, your lovely yep. wife. Yep. I'd met Chloe, your son. Uh, your son's a little firecracker. He is cracking me <laughs> up, <is>. dude. <laughs> Such a cute little kid. Yeah. Yeah. So he's funny. That that was great. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> uh, Cliff, Maddie, let's see them. Uh, they brought yeah. Lamont. Or, well, Lamont brought them actually. <laughs> yeah, Lamont. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was good that uh, Lamont and, and Cliff. Yeah, yeah, it was great. really great. Yeah, I enjoyed hanging out with them. Always do. Uh, all yeah. the Nighthawks people, you know, Mike and Dana and Todd Dudek, Candy, just yep. just the whole crowd. Dave Koresh. It, it was a good time. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. fun. Great event. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, better than last year, huh? Yeah, last Even year it, we did get a it, it was rain, fun, but, but it yeah. was it, it rained most of the whole time. Right. Yeah. So that the weather was really nice this year. I think it rained. When did it rain? Saturday, some. Yeah, rain Friday a little bit in the evening, and then Saturday rain for like a good part of like the afternoon. Yeah, but part it of wasn't the afternoon, too bad. But it, like it was really nice early, and then after the yeah. rain, you know, oh, yeah. just before dark, and then night flying was really what was really good too. Yeah, it actually cooled it off a little bit, so it was, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it was pretty hot Saturday, like during the day. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we were baking out there <laughs> for sure. Um. <clears throat> that's all I can think about the event. It's been so long that I forgot most everything. Uh, I haven't done anything hobby related since I got back till today. I did get out my M2 that I spoke about Ooh. a few weeks ago and yeah. started setting that up. I dug around and found a spectrum satellite. I figured out that I have to find a receiver to bind the satellite. Couldn't find one. I found a brain brain too so i plugged that into the computer and used that to bind the the satellite to the dx7 um so now i just got to go through and like set up whatever you got to do in the fly barless i yeah gotta i think you sent me a manual or a link to a manual so i go through that and maybe i'll get it flying this week um see see how i like it See so if I have better luck this time, because the first one I, I had yeah. a bad experience with. Yeah. Got my fingers crossed for you. you got this. <laughs> and then slide the shit out of it and crash it like I do all the time. Uh-huh. And pick up some new maneuvers and shit. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. We'll, we'll see how that works out. <laughs> <laughs> Them things awful tiny. I'm looking at it. I was like, oh, this got to be a pain in the ass to fix. Oh, my God. It's a pain in the ass to fix, and, and to be honest, you know, PSA, like, I've come, like, I have about a handful of, you know, this many fingers of times where I'm like, holy shit, that's too close. <laughs> I'm <laughs> not know? too worried about that, because, I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of fat and old, but I'm pretty quick to move out of the way. Yeah. I'm more worried about, like, crashing it and then just putting it in a pile and f- not having the motivation to fix it is probably what will yeah. happen, to be honest. Yeah, but we'll um, see. The first time you crash it, you know, call me. I'll give you some tips on fixing <laughs> okay. it. Okay. There's things you don't need to do, like remove the servos to get <clears throat> like to the servo horns, except for that rear one. But like, there's some tricks, to, and I'll help you. Like, okay. You know. So probably the first <laughs> day I fly, I'll call you and be like, "All right, yeah. I got one and a half flights, and I plowed it in." 
Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you're supposed to do, right? I mean, that'd be one flight longer than mine lasted on my first time I got the uh, MTA. So, yeah. Right. Cool, cool. All, All right. right. Um, yeah, so I guess that's it. It's been two weeks, but, you know, part of that, I was laying around the house sick. Yeah. And then I kind of been busy catching up around the farm since I was gone for three days. And then I come back <laughs> sick for three days. So, yeah, been kind of busy. Had a week off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, well, what was funny is so a couple days I just didn't feel like doing anything, right? And then a okay. couple days wasn't so bad. I was like, you, you know, I could, I could finish <laughs> building that Spectre. Yeah, I could, but nah, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but you're sitting at home anyway. I know. Yeah. I could have, but I was like, it's over there and I got to go. <laughs> Oh, I gotta go to the camper and get some stuff. I, nah, it'll be all right. Uh, oh, one other thing I did do is I booked my flights uh, to Phoenix for the rodeo. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah. So I got that stuff finally sorted out. Um, now nice. I just got to figure out how I'm gonna get my helis out there. I, I'm still hoping I can just mail them to somewhere somehow. I know it's gonna cost a lot, but I really don't want to deal with. I mean, if you build one helicopter, that's like maybe 60 bucks. You know, it's not too bad. If you think about it, if you were to get a golf case, besides buying a golf case, if you don't have one already, you'd have to pay at least, I'm thinking, 50 bucks. um, At least, because I'm I'm doing Allegiant just because I can go. that might be like 50 bucks plus oversized plus overweight. It would be a lot, because the way it is now, I have a personal item and a carry-on included in the one I got. Wow, that's good. Okay. Um, and I can, that's, your, that's your all I would really and, need. Yeah. So my a backpack and, uh, you know, my clothes and a carry on. But yeah. if I have to do a check, then it's, it was like an extra 60 bucks each way. So I'm like, eh, I don't want to do it. And I don't really want to deal with it either. And I would probably want to ship the batteries anyway, just cause I don't want to deal with those. So I'll probably just put one heli in a box, wrap it up really good and, Maybe hopefully beg someone out there to accept it. Oh, yeah, we <laughs> and, can definitely uh, get someone. And then just go ahead and print the the label to to ship it back, and then maybe I can get somebody to drop it off, or I can drop it off somewhere Sunday. I can do on that Sunday morning. Yeah. yeah. So I think that's what I'm going to do, just to make it simpler. So we'll see. I'm going to go the more unsimple route and i don't think i'm gonna do a golf case i think i'm gonna try it i have a really big suitcase it's like a i don't know 29 inch suitcase something like that i'm gonna see if i can fit a 700 the puma and the 580 in there you think you can get a 700 in there with the boom and stuff the boom and the main blades is what i'm gonna check a 580 for sure i could take the tail fin off which would be nice right so you know taking tail fin the blades off it'll make that back just like a rod, right? Like it'll just so, be a tube. So why don't you just take the boom and just use that as a walking cane and just pretend that's part of your, you know, just just pimp walk Hobble through the airport it, huh? with yeah. the boom. Yeah. Oh. Right. All I need is to 3D print a little yeah, foot on that a shit. Little, yeah. a foot for the bottom. Yeah. You know, the ones that What are they going to do? So you can't have your mobility right? device? I, I, can, I, can, 
I can limp like I got gout. Yeah. You know, that's not a problem either. You know, like well, I know you might have gout by then. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, I could probably get myself to get gout. Let's get, so you... let's get a couple hot dogs ready. <laughs> I'll get gout tomorrow. I'll be fine. <laughs> no. But yeah. No, if you can't, I think you could definitely get, throw a 580 and yeah, 580 uh, for sure. this 420. That would fit in something real easy if you wanted to take something like that. Yeah, those two would be very easy to. Yeah, just wrap and them I mean, in your like clothes, like to be to honest, wrap them up. I, to be honest, I don't even need a seven hundred to fly. Yeah, what well, I mean, or you, you're going to be like me, you're going to get two flights. Yeah, yeah, I am going to bring my M two. I was going to say, M2 throw your M two and your shoebox full of parts in there. <laughs> yes, like I'll literally put the M two in the shoebox with the parts. So your suitcase will just be helis and heli parts, and then like. Two t shirts and two pairs of clothes, two pants. It's the padding around yeah. the helicopter. Wrap, you know, wrap the boom would be my t shirts and jeans. Yeah. You know? I think that would actually work really well. That's kind of yeah. what I was thinking too. And then I just decided to just try to totally not even check a bag. So we'll see. So the only thing would be a pain is that I'm going to carry my transmitter. So I'll have my Pelican case for my transmitter. And I'm going to have basically one LiPo back. One, oh, I guess I would have whatever, one, one pack per helicopter. So yeah. If I do bring the four twenty, I'll bring the twenty six. You could bring, ship you know? the the packs in like a little tiny package and ship them yeah. to wherever I ship my stuff. I mean, that would that be, is an option too. Just because, so you don't have any chance of getting hung up at TSA or no problems. Right. Gotta yeah. figure out what we're gonna do about chargers though too. Um, I'm gonna pack my K four. Oh, okay. Well, if you do that, I'll just bring my just charge bring leads. leads. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's settled. Yeah. So, I, I like I said, because it's only four days, and I'm bringing the biggest suitcase I have, which is it's pretty big. So, mm. um, it's just gonna be I'm gonna pack it just full of helicopters and clothes to make sure that it doesn't break. Yeah. Yeah. If you're bringing that charger, that'd be awesome. Because I mean, like I said, I'm probably not fly that much anyway. So if I can charge like two packs, I mean, I think it'd be, be good just for. Just because the other guys too, right? Like yeah. at least mm-hmm. in our group, we have at least one charger. So if we wanted mm-hmm. someone want to charge it to the house before, right? That's the other thing. We can charge up the the, the morning before we leave and stuff. Yeah, while we're getting ready and mm-hmm. shit. Heck yeah! All right. Oh, I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Too bad it's... Kevin and Ian. Oh, well, Ian says he's gonna try. Ian right? said he might try. Yeah. I don't know. He also said he's gonna go to, to Jersey for our fun fly, but mm. <clears throat> yeah. But excuses out of that guy. <laughs> I was trying to play the the lo- the sound effect. And I had the volume down. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah it's going to be risky for me because that time of year, there's a very good chance I won't be done with the soybean harvest. But I'm just planning to go. If I absolutely have to, I can cancel it and get my money back from the ticket. Okay, but. And I'll eat the house rent. That's not a problem. But I'm just going to plan to go and cross my fingers and hope the stars align. And maybe it's rainy that weekend or something. And Or shit, I might get done early. Who knows? I have been done before then. But I also mm-hmm. have been going all the way to after Christmas. So you never know how the weather works out. But I really, I really don't want to miss it because I think it's going to be a, a blast. All right. So, what about you, Steve? What have you been up to this last week? A bunch of stuff. 
All right, where do I start? So, the big thing, my Goblin Raw 420 kit has landed. Nice. Yes. So, I mean, this is freaking amazing. I don't know how the uh, how UPS did it, but when did it ship out? It shipped out Saturday, and I got it Monday, and it came from, oh, wow. from Vietnam or Taiwan or whatever. It came from overseas. Wow. So, it was supposed to be delivered today, Tuesday. And and not only did it come Monday, it came Monday before 12 p.m. It came at like 11 o'clock. Damn. I like heard a knock on the door. I'm in a meeting. I'm like, what the hell is that? And then I get a little prompt, you know, like a little text message from UPS every time um, yeah. I get updates. Like, so it's like, boop, delivered. I was like, oh, my 420's outside, you know? So that was freaking great. Damn. Um, and, then, and then later that afternoon, I got another knock on the door. And, and what? I got another helicopter in the mail. So, yeah. Dude, what are you bribing the, the UPS guy with? I don't know. This one was actually a postal service. No, wait. No, no. This was UPS, too. Wait, they, they come two different times? The same day? No, no, no. This was postal. Yeah, I think okay. This was that postal. makes sense. Oh, man. I have to double check. Um, I it swear that matter. this was postal. But anyways, yeah. I got the... Uh, I don't know how to say this. Gooski? Gooski? Yeah, Gooski. Gooski. S2... Legend, we'll call it the Legion. Um, yeah, got to give a shout out to uh, Sean Hall. Mm-hmm. Look that up, sent that out to me. Nice. So we're going to be doing a comparison with the OM2, uh, the OMP M2 Evo when right. that comes out. Right. I'm waiting for that to come out. Um, and I'll, I'll, yeah, can't wait for that to come out so I can get that. But yeah, for now, I am gonna. Try this gooski out. See what it's all about. Have you flown um, it yet? Yes. So I did get a chance to bind it up and get my Futaba uh, 16iZ set up. Oh, so, okay. So you bound it straight to the, use the, yeah, the built-in FHSS. receiver and bound it to the Futaba. Okay, cool. What do you yep. think? So first of all, and this has nothing to do with the helicopter, the, but... um. You know, they have instructions. I guess this has to do with the company. They have instructions on how to set up a 16SZ or 16ZX or some other version, 14SG. Yeah. Two two different versions. One had like an old school interface. One had like a newer interface. The thing that really, really makes it hard is they, they kind of give you basic instructions on how to set up your transmitter. Someone needs to do it with English bots because I don't know Futaba. <laughs> And I'm looking at it, and like everything is in Chinese on their picture, and I'm looking at this, and everything's in English in my picture, and I'm like, well, that picture doesn't match up with that picture. There's more boxes on that picture than my boxes. I don't know what boxes are what. I don't know what many they're in. I don't know what what is what. So I'm just like, click. Nope, that's not it. Click. Nope, that's not it. Nope, model set. Nope, nope. It's in the helicopter. Nope, it's in this. Is it in that? Like, you know, I don't know Futaba right. for shit. So, right. so now I'm trying to follow screenshots. <laughs> on a PDF document that it's all in Chinese. Oh, or a Chinese different or radio. No, but it was close enough. Was like, it close? It, okay. Like one was like the old, like, you know, mono screen and like pictures and all these little dials and things, whatever. And then the other one was like what the 69Z looks okay, like. Okay. Okay. Had like a color screen, had a little helicopter logo on the bright side, said Futaba. You yeah. Know, okay. Like it, it looked like the screen, but the main screen's fine. I can, I know where everything is, but. As soon as I go into a menu, I have to like match up boxes, and then it's like they're in this throttle hold menu, and I'm like, where is this throttle hold menu? And so it's just a lot of searching. They need a lot an of English menu. manuals, what you're saying. 
Right. If they had an English one where I can like click mm-hmm. on, like I could see the exact buttons and see what like menu options they have in that menu, then I know I'm in the right did, menu. <laughs> did you look online to see if they had an English manual? Um, I mean, I went from the site, like yeah, from their site to their like links to their manuals to mm-hmm. download them and stuff. So I got it from their website. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Um. So there, there's there's that little feedback. I think. You know, and that's something easy that I think, um, you know, any one of their team guys or uh, Heli Direct, since they sell them, can just kind of make an English version of that manual. Fairly simple. I mean, I can probably even do it. (laughs) Um, So so there was that. But beyond that, I don't know how to bind on a Futaba, right? Like, I have no idea how to bind. I'm so Spectrum and, like, V-Bar that I'm like... Well, Spectrum, I go to bind, and then as soon as I hit bind on that, I hit bind on this, and it binds. Mm-hmm. VPAR, I just, you know, wait for it to go into bind mode. I go to bind, and I click on the model of the bind. Futaba, I'm like, there's a bind button, but I'm like, where's the menu for bind? Hmm. And I couldn't find one. I'm Do like, you turn the radio off and push a bind button, then turn the radio on? There's no bind button. Nothing assigned, nothing that says bind. But there's not nothing. a bind button. There's a bind button on the receiver, right? Yes. Do you on put the, it into the, bind mode and then turn on the radio or something like that? I don't so, know. I'm just guessing. So the, yeah. So the instructions say turn on your radio, turn on the thing, hold down the bind button for three seconds, and it'll go into bind mode and it'll bind. But I'm like, okay, I did that. And I'm like, it's not working. I don't understand. The radio's on. So basically, you turn the radio on and like beeps at you because it's like, Hey, my radio's on. I'm not connected to anything. What the hell? You know, and I'm like, I don't understand it because it doesn't say anything. It just says, like, gives you an option to turn off the RF if you want to just get into it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'll leave it at the screen. I'll hit the bind, and it actually did bind. Okay. I'm like, okay. So I guess that's how you bind. I don't know. There's no, I can, it's just, I don't know. Futaba is a different thing. And it's, right. I'm unfamiliar with it. So I'm sure if someone was like, oh, all you have to do is this, 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 I'd be like, oh, and it worked. And I would have been all right. But I'm trying to figure it out kind of. Solo, as like most folks, I think getting into a hobby would kind of just like buy the stuff and try it themselves before they start really, you know, searching out for help. And so I kind of wanted to do that approach. And yeah, I figured it out eventually, but it was kind of a mystery. And like, you know, you know, my wife is working there and <laughs> like it's beeping like crazy. I'm trying to fucking bite this thing. And I'm like, ah, let me just go do this outside. That's more but of a problem. A yeah. Well, that's more of a. If Futaba somebody thing, knew or? Futaba, they might like know that. So I, I yeah, wouldn't, that wouldn't say that's on the Haley. Exactly. No, 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 not it's at just, all. It's just it's on a user, I think, because not I don't being know familiar with Futaba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which I'm not either. I wouldn't know how to do it. Okay, but other than that, I did get a chance to maiden it, and you know, my maidens are hover, hover, and then let's just throw it around and see what it feels like. And I have to say, it's a uh, it's a little bit bigger. Than the Logo 200 or the M2 Neo that I currently fly. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely noticeable presence in the air. Like it's still a small heli, but it feels, feels a little bit. Yeah, it feels a little bit floatier. And I don't know if it's because of the flybrush unit versus the Neo and and you know just what I'm used to. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm gonna kind of save my my thoughts on the flight characteristics. Um, one of the things that will mention is the default setup on the radio is 30% on bank one. I mean, bank two normal mode. Bank one is 30% and bank two, um, or your high bank was 60%. On this thing throttle? is fast. 
Yeah, on the throttle. And okay. this thing is fast and snappy um, at, at bank two. Uh-huh. At 60% throttle. I could only imagine like if people try to turn it up to like 80 or 90% what this thing would feel like. I don't know if the tail would even hold. I have no idea. Like I'm going with the recommended settings and I didn't do any tuning on a fly brush. So you're saying the I, head speed's high at the recommended Yeah, at 60%, throttles. it's felt pretty high and pretty fast. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I have to get used to it. And this, uh, obviously, this is a bigger heli in my same size backyard. So obviously, right. it's going to feel like it moves a little bit how, quicker. How the rates and stuff feel out of the box? The rates felt okay. It felt very similar to like a V-bar rates, you know, like what their stock 90 or 100 would be. Um, yeah. It felt fine. I could 3D it. I could flip it. The flip and roll. Not, was nothing fine. like weird or crazy where it's like no. way too slow or way too fast. Yeah, nothing out of the norm. Pure weight was a little bit faster than what I'm used to on the Neo, on the stock M2 Neo setup. Um, but it was still manageable. It still wasn't like whizzing fast or anything like that. It was still a pretty decent pirouette. Yeah. Um, I had to call it out probably about like, I don't know, maybe 400 something degrees per, you know, mm-hmm. per minute or whatever, like per second or whatever it's called. Um, the rotation rate was, wasn't fast, but it was, it was, it was good. I think it was fast enough for a big, you know, for anyone trying to 3d it. Yeah. Um, it All could right, be fat. Cool. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I didn't get a chance to fully, fully lean on this helicopter. Um, I did do a bunch of pitch pumps, TikToks, see if I could blow the tail out. And in my initial pressure of the tail, it was held way better than the M2 nice. or the, the local 200, um, especially in overspeed situations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but like I said, it's, got a it's in a small motor, backyard. Right? I didn't, yes, yeah, bigger tail. It's not even bigger motor, but the, the tail. But this is way bigger. Yeah. Like, you know, the, the diameter of the rotor, like the, yeah, the, blades. the diameter is probably about 30% bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously nice. the main blade is bigger on this and the helicopter itself, it's a little bit bigger. So if I had to compare the size of this, it'd be uh, similar to a, a 230, a blade 230S. Um, minus the, the fat canopy on the 230S, you know, they make it look bigger because of the bulbous canopy they put on it. Um, I do like the canopy on this. It is a, a, a fixed canopy with a mouth opening battery hatch system. I can kind of show right. you. You know, it is kind of neat. Um, That's cool, though. You don't have to take the canopy on and off. Yeah, which is huge on the, the M2 or the logos. I always end up breaking it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very similar to like a, a raw canopy, but it's not split in the back. And so it's, you know, you have to snake this thing through through holes. Right. You said, uh, I was watching your unboxing video. You said it's like a, a substantial canopy. Like it's not that thin, flimsy plastic. It's like solid. It is plastic, but because it's, I mean, it's plastic, but it's not like that super thin, flexy yeah. plastic. I mean, you can, you can hear it's plastic, but it's not as like, you know, right here, because it's molded and the way that they right. reinforce everything, it feels pretty stiff. Yeah. That's good. Uh, in the front, there's a auto mounting system for this battery hatch. So that, if I put it right in front of me, yeah, there's a, you know, there's like a mounting system for the battery hatch, and because of that, it adds a lot of stiffness to the front of the mm-hmm. canopy. So once the mouth is closed, it feels solid. Solid, you know, like yeah. Not like those, you remember the old canopies like Blade used to put on stuff that were like yeah. that real thin plastic that just broke apart the first time you no, did no, anything? No, no, this is thicker for sure. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's a, this is a the fit and finish is really nice on this. Um, you know, and but so it's a new MP. I thought the yeah. fit and finish on the MP was very very nice. Yeah, as well. I was um, I was kind of impressed with this when I took it out of the box. I mean, it everything's kind of nice on it. This M two. Yeah. So. Cool. Um, beyond that, so the raw four twenty kit. Of course, I started building that. Um. Everything's going good, uh, except uh, I kind of miscalculated when the raw was going to come out. <laughs> and I did sleep on, like, I kind of slept on, like, ordering everything for it. So I kind of ordered late. You know, I ordered the ESC a little bit later. And I was like, oh, shit, I don't have servos for it. So I ordered servos for it. Yeah. And I ordered servos, but they were, like, out of stock. Uh-huh. Because I was late to the game. Everyone freaking... Picked it up uses data, a micro servo, yeah. Yeah. And like for some reason, it seemed like those thetas went out of stock real quick. So I, mm-hmm. I ended up buying the last one in stock at BK and a tail servo. So I got those in, but I, I'm missing two cyclics, right? Two micro cyclics in the front. So um, I, you know, I haven't, I had my order in with Bert, but he, you know, I, I did message him and he was like, yeah, we're not going to get him until later. Probably get to me. By this weekend, and I'm like, well, that's too late. <laughs> you know, I yeah. mean, I want to have this helicopter for the fun fly, for our fun fly, the free fall. Yeah. Fun fly. You know, it'd be perfect. To oh, be I able forgot to main that was this there. weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be perfect to be able to main it, get built, to do videos on it and everything, like mm-hmm. promote the shit out of it. But I don't have servos, and I can't use the servos for my manufacturer, you know, like for my sponsor. So, um, so originally I was going to just put the SAB, uh, you know, yeah. micros that I have from the, the Fireball. Um, they're kind of small, but it's funny. In the manual, that's what they have pictured. So mm-hmm. I was like, those will probably work. But I just didn't want to have to, like, take those out and do everything. And I'm like, oh, let me just take a look. Shannon's close by. You know, mm-hmm. like, anytime I order from Shannon, it gets to me really quickly. So, let me, like, this was while I'm building the helicopter, I stop and I'm like, I grab my phone. I'm like, only finally. <laughs> I'm like, damn, he has it in stock. Because there's another thing I need to order. Uh-huh. So, as I was putting the heli together, I was like, oh, I forgot. <laughs> SAV kits don't come with servo horns. Yeah. And, you know, because servo horns are servo specific. And and I really like the SAV horns. You know, the ones for the Goblin 380. And I'm like, oh, well, I got to order me a set of those. So, I ordered two sets of those from Shannon. But I know he can get them out to me quick. I can't yeah. stop. And that's when I was like. They have Theta servos here too. Oh, he does. Oh, yes, yeah. he carries Theta. I'm like, I'm not getting my discount or nothing, but whatever. <laughs> That's already so. I ordered two from him. That's what you get for not not being on the ball. You got yeah, yeah. That's that's your punishment. That's my punishment, but it's fine. Whatever, you know. I mean, Shan's a great guy. I definitely yeah. would uh, give him business. So that's so, that's yeah. great. I ordered from him. He shipped it out. I should get it Thursday. By USPS, which means the postman will deliver by 11.30, 1 o'clock the latest, which means I'll still be able to get the mail and then drive out to Jersey for the fun fly. You could have you just drove to his place and got him in the morning, you know. I could have, but it's it's an hour and a half each way, so yeah, it's a bit of a drive out, so. No, I, I've done that. I've, in fact, <laughs> just thing, Just saying, if you were really thing, desperate, you could have got him. When I bought... Was it the M1? When the M1 first came out, I yeah. bought it from him and I went to his house to pick it yeah. up because I wanted it for that weekend. Right. So yeah. Yeah, I've done it before, you know. <laughs> That's yeah, I'm crazy. <laughs> Anyways, uh so yeah, I got that on order. So 
I'll get that soon. Um, but during that, I'm still continuing to build. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the great things about the Raw 420, and I just want to mention, is that the whole top plate, when you look down on the top plate, um, even though the helicopter is built, I can look down on the top plate, and I can basically, it's like the front two servos aren't mounted. Like, I have the elevator servo, but the front two aren't. Two bolts, I can take that whole tray off, mount all the servos, two bolts, put it right back with the servos mounted and everything. Like, okay, that's nice. You can get to all the bolts. Yeah. Right from the top. Okay. So your transmission bolt, your servo mount bolts, you know, with the servos mounted, that's always been a thing where you had to take the servos off to get the mount off. Can so you get the to the servo arms with the servos mounted? No, but you can just take two bolts and unbolt the servo mount mm, and then get to them, you know? Too much. That's still two, two more than I want to do. It's better than doing those freaking M2 little... Four of those on each one. Yeah, each that's servo. a pain. I hate that. That's a real I, pain. I really kind of hate any heli that you can't change a servo horn out. I know. Without taking off the servo, bums me out. I gotta see. I, I know that definitely the elevator servo. I, I don't think I'll be able to get to. Yeah. I wonder if the front ones are because the, the trans. There's no like. So we'll talk about it later in the episode. But there's no transmission. Right. Because there's no transmission, all you have is a main shaft and basically a collar. Maybe you could sneak one beside it. That's what I did on the, my raw. You know, I take a ball driver and like you can, mm-hmm. I can sneak yeah, in there and get through, it yeah. without mm-hmm. having to remove the servo. Yeah. All right. Maybe you can. So we'll see. We'll see. Like I said, I haven't gotten a finished building, so I don't know all the ins and outs of it yet. But um. That's it. Yeah, Maiden, got the two Hellies, put a little order in. Did I do anything else? Um, I did fly. Yeah, I flew on Saturday. Holy crap. It was hot as heck. Yeah, it was. I went out. I left my house at 8.30 in the morning trying to beat the heat. Mm-hmm. And I flew to, like, my plan was 9 to 11. 8.30? You got to leave your house at, like, 5.30 if I you know, want to beat I the heat. I should have, but 8.30 wasn't too bad. It was about like 75, you know, building, but it was, it was kind of like, okay. Yeah, but it goes up fast <laughs> from like 8.30 yeah. to 9.30, it goes crap. up like 20 degrees. So, you know, it, I think it was supposed to be about 100 degrees um, outside. At least real feel is about 105 yeah. um, that day. Now from, from 8.30, but, but I got to the field at 9 o'clock. So 9 to 11, I flew and I, I got, a, I got seven flights in. Yeah, I got seven flights in, and you know it's great. It's like back to the flight. It was just me and and my uh, one of my clubmates, Tony, and we're going back to back flights. Mm-hmm. He's flying one, I'm flying one back to back. Just going, just trying to burn through these packs and nitro, and just trying to get these flights in, you know, as quick as possible. And you know, come like ten ten o'clock, ten thirty. So like only about an hour into this, I'm like, it's hot out here. You know, and when you're saying like, oh, man, it's hot and you keep on repeatedly saying, damn, it's really hot out here. That's your body telling you like, you're hot. (laughs) Like, You need to get inside. Like, what the hell are you doing out here still? But I just kept on pushing on and, you know, kept on drinking some, some, you know, unsweet tea and some water to stay hydrated. And um, yeah, but by like 11, like 1030, I'm like. I got two packs left. I'm like, I'm like, I'm even texting my wife. Like I'm leaving soon. I got two packs left. Like, yeah, I was just like, I was already like, I need to go. It's too hot. So I banged out the last couple of flights and, um, it was good. So one of the things I want to point out is that I got it. I got a chance to change the, 
um, motor and my 580. Mm-hmm. So I changed the motor to uh, 800 kV motor, 4030 HT, exact same motor I have in my Puma. Since they're just same batteries, same ESCs, right. now they're running the same motor. So they're exactly the same power system on both helis. And going from the 1080 kV down to 800, running a 21 tooth pinion, like the proper gearing, I gained over a minute uh, flight time, the same amount of um, head speed and everything. Yeah. So I went from about three minutes, three minutes, 10 seconds, to about four and a half to almost five minutes. Um, you know, on, on the lower banks, you know, like uh, my 1600, 1700, whatever it is. No, sorry. I think 1800 head speed on my bank one on the 580 and you know getting four and a half minutes it's like that's what i want like i'm, I'm good with that yeah um which also spawned another idea i was like well you know on the puma i'm running um about 1700 1680 ish on my low bank and i'm like well, i know other people are running like 13 you know mm-hmm. they're running much lower like i am suffering from flight time on that helicopter because i'm sharing the pack from the 580 and 580, four and a half They're minutes a is good. Too small, really. Yeah, but 4500s or 4000s are too small for a 700. And I'll, and I'll, I'll say it out right. right. Um, previously, on like bank one at 1680, 1700, I would still only get like three minutes of, of flying, of mm-hmm. me flying, me pushing it somewhat hard, somewhat not, you know. Um, I mean, throw it out the window when I go to bank three at 20. 150 or 22, whatever, 20, no, 1980 yeah. or whatever I'm at. It's like two minute, two minute 15, like I can kill a pack. Yeah. I mean, it's a crazy two minute and 15 seconds, but, you know, it's still really too short. So I, one of my main things is I wanted to go out on Saturday and I wanted to lower the head speed on my five, on the Puma and to get it to fly where I'm happy with the performance, but I'm getting a better flight time. And with dialing it down to, I think it was like 63% on the ESC. It was about 1350 on the head. So I went from about 1700 or 1680 to 1350. I'm able to get now five minutes on the, the flight time. I've went up five points on the positive and negative pitch. So I gained yeah. probably about half a degree or so of pitch. And I lowered the head speed and I get about now about five minutes on that head speed. Mm-hmm. My bank two now is now the 1680, you know, 1700, my old low head speed. And now bank three, I just kept it, uh, you know, crazy two minutes. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to do. I want to burn the pack, you know? So. Why don't you try to get you a, a 5,000 or like even a 5,200? I mean, even if you kind of have to make it out of two fours. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I'm, then I'm, it would be kind of, I think that would be. About That's the right next, size for that. That is my next thing. Um, right now, I'm still testing those 4,000, so I want to yeah. just constantly trying to put cycles on it. But I did make those 4,500 packs. Um, and remember my old 4,200 white packs that I had that I had mm-hmm. in um, a stick pack formation? 580, man, and the raw. They're freaking... Battery compartment size is just ridiculous. So I took those 4,200s. And I went, Burk! Mm-hmm. and I stacked them up, and I made the series, and I made them a single mm-hmm. 8S series pack. Because I like that. I want to be able to try yeah, it. Yeah, right. So I did it. That thing sits about, I would say, a centimeter taller than the 4,000. Like, just the way it stacks up. It's narrower cells, so they're taller cells. So yeah. it stacks up to be taller by, like, a centimeter. 
no problem. <laughs> Slides right into both right. of still. So I love that. I love that about the raw and the 580, or just the raw line, I guess. Um, but yeah, uh, that's my next thing. I'm just, I've, I've been buying a bunch of things, you know, so I kind of have to, I'll buy some more batteries uh, yeah. in a little bit. But I am planning on trying to get something like in that 5200 because yeah, I think I'm that'd you, be just right. I mean, yes, it's going to be a, a little so more room. weight, but you're talking about a 700, so yeah, basically. So yeah, and I'd still be able to put it on the 580, which is running 600 blades, right? I'm running 603, yeah. so it's a 600. So even though with the extra weight, with a little bit more head speed, it's fine, and I'll get more capacity, more flight time, so I could. Right. Well, you know, and you. Like you don't have to always use the same packs on the same heli. You can have, you know, fours, forty five hundreds, and fives. Oh and yeah. You generally fly the fives on the Puma and the fours on the five eighty yeah. and the forty five hundreds on either one. You know, you can yeah. kind of do it like that. And and right now I'm just flying all of them on all on but, either one. But like, yeah. if you if yeah. you crash one and you need to burn the packs, you can still put them in either heli and fly them. You just have exactly. to adjust your time or or no, know that you'll get less time. No, not even because I, you know, it's Mikado and it's no. I said you so. just know that you'll, you know, your capacity yeah. will be out earlier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mentally know that it's a that's all I'm pack, saying. But yeah, but I mean, I don't. I won't keep track. I'll just fly it and it tells me it's dead and I'll land. So, but yeah. All right, let's uh, let's see. Dan's transmission, huh? Yeah. What in the no hell transmission. does that mean? Yeah, no transmissions, man. Direct drive, baby. That's what this new movement's all about. I don't know if it's a new movement or not, but let's kind of talk about it. The direct drive, two motors now driving each set of blades. Separately, right. Right? So tail drive and your main rotor being direct driven. Mm-hmm. Direct so drive... Main rotor, I think, is the more interesting part of this because tail motors yes. have been around forever. Yeah, yeah. Horizon blades they been doing almost it always sucked. <laughs> yes, pretty much always. I mean, <laughs> yes. Up up until the M2 stuff, I can't think of a, a tail motor that was good, and even the M2s, like me, it's it's okay, but yes, but they, the M2 is predictable. They are getting better though. Yes, it's holding way better and predictable. Like, I remember, like, you know, I mean, like a Blade 230, yes. Like, I can put that in a hurricane and blow the tail out, you know? Yeah. On on demand. That's, I can make that M2 tail just scream like a banshee, like, yeah, just going in circles, and it'll hold. Right. You know, now try to do a big collective move in the other way, and it'll probably blow out. But, yeah. you know, in a funnel, in a hurricane, it'll hold. It's good. They're definitely getting stronger and better. Yes. But yes, the, the right direct man. drive on the main rotor is mm-hmm. what I find that's interesting. That's becoming, mm-hmm. I guess, more popular. We're starting to see more models with this feature. Yeah. More folks I are think. experimenting. More companies yeah. are using it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of talk about the pros and cons right off the bat. Since you know this is more specific, uh, this is more, it's not model or brand specific. So I think this is just kind of. Overall, yeah, with kinda, this technology, yeah, exactly. So yeah. So what do you got for pros? Pros. It's simple. There's less parts. Yeah, less parts. No pinion. No gear. No belt. No, no gear transmission. Mesh, no no belt tensions. Yeah, none of those things you have to worry about on a 
on a more traditional laid out machine, right? Right. With, with a transmission, let's say, right? So, yeah. Um, you know, I think this is a, I mean, obviously having less parts, a simple setup, um, and the new gears, it's, it's, I think it's more crash resistant in that manner, right? Yeah. Like, how many times can I crash the M2, pick it up and fly? Now, the, let's just compare, it's not apples to apples, but like an Oxy 3. You know, you might get a crash or two out of it before you strip that main gear or it mm -hmm. gets chewed up more, you know, before it can't right, right. use anymore. So, yeah, you know, I think it's more durable in that manner. Agree. Uh, because there's no gear or pinion, it's simple to set up. You don't have to know anything about gearing or you don't have mm -hmm. to know anything about anything. That's the motor for that heli. Put it in and right. go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's a that's a pro and a bit of a con we'll get to yeah. in a minute and especially you know like you're saying that you don't need to um know which motor to get and so far every single direct drive helicopter has come with the motor right so there's no like thinking about it at all you buy the helicopter it has a perfect motor and i mean not gearing but perfect setup for that right so you don't have right. to worry about yeah, yeah and especially if you're you know, a lot of guys want to, as they move, progress up in the hobby from the beginner stuff, they want to build kits and they want to get yes. better, more advanced models. But it's always that challenge. Okay, you're going to buy a kit. Yeah. What, what motor do you get? Say. Oh, shit. I don't, like, I don't know what ESC I need, what motor I need, what pinion i need for that motor mm -hmm. and servos and all that so this just takes oh, yeah. one of those things out of the equation the motor it takes more than one really but yeah the motor and the gearing aspect of yeah it, the yes. motor and like the pinion or the gearing it's just that's yeah. what it is and you know it'll work and like we'll get into the con of that same feature but right. it's also a pro especially f as as a beginner or an a an intermediate pilot that's not super familiar with all the motors and the motor sizes and the cans and the KVs. And you know, that can be confusing if you're so not so many used to options it. out there. Yeah. Yeah. Think about a 700, how many different options and brands right. you can go with. Oh yeah. Different brands, different sizes, different KVs, you know, it, it, it can yeah. be a little bit confusing. What motor shaft do you get for which helicopter? Yeah. Things yeah. like that, yeah. you know? Yep. Okay. True. So very simple. Yep. All right. How about some cons, huh? Let's see. Um, you know, we're not we're not all fluff here at this podcast. We're gonna talk about the bad stuff. All right, too. here's the here's the first con. <laughs> it's very simple and you can't change the gearing. Yes. So limited gearing <laughs> options, right? Like you're kind of stuck with the yeah, range of yes. your ESC and motor K V, that's it. Right. Yep. So that's that's the opposite side of that pro we were just talking about, as it is a simple setup and that motor works with that heli. But yeah. that can also be a con. And I don't think it as much on the smaller helis, like the M2s, no. M1s, even Fireball. But when we start seeing bigger helis, like this 420, you know, possible 500 sizes, then you're like, well, I want to gear my heli more specifically for low head speed or high head speed or whatever. Now you're kind of locked into that motor that's, you know, maybe perfect for what you want to do, or it might be not perfect, 
you know, depending on what you're trying to do. So you don't have an option to change the gear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, what other cons are there, huh? So this is a con that I've, I've kind of noticed on, and this is my, with my experience. So your mileage may vary, mm-hmm. but, um, so yeah, there's no main gears to strip, which right. is fantastic, but I, I break a lot of other parts on the drivetrain. Um, and not really a drivetrain, I guess. It's just yeah. your motor, your main shaft, and your head block. Well, in that that assembly, um, often I shear the main shafts or I shear the bolts that the Jesus bolts that hold the main bolts on. Yeah. Um, so that yeah. now, so now that there's no gear or belt to strip, now you're transferring that force to something else, where it's the mm-hmm. bolt, the main shaft, the head. Something's got to give. Yeah, something's got to give. Yeah. Yeah, energy has to move somewhere, um, right? When something hits the ground, it's going to transfer that energy and how it transfers it depends on, you know, on where there's weak parts, sacrificial parts, right? You know, the the Raw 420 has sacrificial arms, you know, and it's by design to, Mm -hmm. to save servo arms and servos, right? So... And I don't, I don't know if this is a thing, and this might be something we start to see on the bigger models, but I would guess that it's possible that you could be more apt to damage the motor in a hard hit, just because you don't mm. have a link between, you don't have that gear to strip or that belt to give between the yep. motor and the, the main shaft, since it's all basically one piece, even if it has a one way in it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I don't know. This may never happen, but I could foresee possibly the motor absorbing more stress. Yeah. On a hit. Um, like I, I'm talking about, you know, full speed, full power, hit the pavement type situations. You know, I don't know. Right. So think about that. Um, right. The motor is usually encased within the side frames usually or mm-hmm. – Kind of, yeah, I mean, think how kind many times we've, it, right? we've cr- how many times have you damaged your motor in a crash? Like almost yeah, never. Not often. But when we're talking about, especially as I mean, I, you know, not to call it out, but especially when you get into bigger sizes where you have a bigger motor, yeah, those bigger motors tend to stick out like a main gear. And, and I think someone shouted out on my my unboxing video talking about like that thing's as big as a main gear. Yeah. I was so going to handle a crash. Yeah. If you took a hit like on the side, you could dent the can or knock a magnet right. loose or something like that. Mm-hmm. So there's possible, you know, potential damage that yeah. the motor po- can take. Yeah. That's why we, would, we could say it possibly susceptible to more damage. Not necessarily, yeah. but maybe. Yeah. We don't know, you know, but it could possibly. So, so yeah. So that's another thing. Um, so this is more, I think, cons for the two motor setup like not so much as the goblin fireball or the, the raw 420 because it's a driven tail from the main motor mm-hmm. but the the two motor designs usually the cons are the tail performance is just not really there it's not as um, good yeah especially say, i would say especially with sudden changes like sudden changes in load like you can load it up in the funnel and it might hold, but if you're doing a a maneuver which loads and unloads the head, like a big you know, power you're, lift you're, on you're, that bottom end, it's just the physical limitations of that motor to be able to spin up or slow down quick enough. Right. The compensate enough, yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep. It's uh, so you know it is getting better though. Yeah, much better. Getting better. Um, M2, I think, was one of the first ones that have. I'm not gonna say perfected it, but made leaps and bounds improvements from the old blade. Right. Um, you know, tail driven right. motors. Um, way way faster brushless motors. Um, stronger. They're also doing. They're stronger. They're also doing this thing where they overspeed the head to compensate okay. for the lacking of the tail, which is very interesting. When you you hear it because you hear the thing overspeed, but the tail actually doesn't blow up because of that. Right. Interesting. Um. This was more apparent on the M2 than the Logo 200. Because the Logo 200, I don't think, has this feature. Okay. I think, or if it does, maybe I just dialed in too much head speed. Eek, my bad. Um, because I don't think it overspeeds when it does that. Like, I can blow out the tail, like, on demand whenever I want to. I know exactly how to blow it out and how much it's going to blow up. That I can, if I'm flying in a field, I can save it and fly out of it with a, you know, 270 or 90 degree blowout. Oh, but yeah, tail performance I think um, is lacking. Now this is obviously a caveat to just a dual motor setup. The right. uh, you know Fireball never had issues with the tail blowing out. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's a it's a belt drive, right? So, <laughs> it's a belt driven yeah. tail, yeah. So it's still direct drive in the main rotor, but obviously the tail's driven by the main rotor. I mean, uh, main we might get there at some point, <laughs> but it's yeah. really hard to beat a driven tail with a collective pitch tail rotor. I mean, as far as yeah. being able to change direction and change the amount of force, like damn near instantaneously. It, I think that's where it, you have it's it. It's hard right there. to, hard to beat that. Think about a direct drive with a variable pitch tail. Yeah. That, it doesn't have that to spin the work. other way. It just has to spin one way and just have and a it, variable pitch. Yeah. And it wouldn't have to try to accelerate and decelerate. See, that's the problem. The, the bigger the motor gets, okay, it's stronger. Now it'll hold full bigger pitch blade. funnel, yeah. but now it can't mm-hmm. speed up and slow down. I mean, it's the physics. Enough, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah. Direct drive with a, a variable pitch tail. That would be kind of cool. It would be cool. Now, I don't know whether it'd, it'd be, be necessary, all, but. Be cool. Yeah, it'd be it'd be kind of too much parts, right? Now yeah. You're talking about control rod and all this extra stuff. Yeah, it'd be too tail mouth, heavy, probably. Blah, blah. Yeah, right. Unless you can integrate the tail servo into the motor. Some new technology. <laughs> Imagine a motor with a tail servo built into it, and you can mm-hmm. do it right from there. That'd be kind of cool. Anyways, yeah. So let's talk about some models that that have uh, adopted this direct drive. Yeah. Do we know what the First one to do a direct drive on the head. I guess let's focus on the head because the tail motors have been yes. around forever and okay. in varying degrees of success. But now, now, Blades always had a motor with a, you know, pinion and a, and a main gear with the tail driven. I want to say, I think the Goblin Fireball might be the first. It's the first one I remember, and it may mm-hmm. not be the first because. It may not Nothing's be, yeah. new, and every time something comes out from <laughs> sure. some company, no there's some dude us. that said, blah, 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 did that in 1972. It's been done I before. Boomless supports before you So did. I would say the Fireball's the first one that was like widely accepted that I remember. Or, or not even widely accepted, but like popular enough to known. I could be First wrong. I, I mean, there could be something fly? else before that, but I don't know. For sure. Yeah. 
It's the first one I've seen at a fun flyer or an event or anywhere. In in, in our a, era, at least, you know, the last sure. say right. five, six, seven years. seven years. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, but I think the biggest call out would be the M2, M1, and I'll, we'll include the local 200 as, as well. Mm-hmm. I think that helicopter has like set the playing field for this direct drive, dual motor direct drive, especially. It seems but, like you it. know, having a direct drive. In yeah. this size, especially the small micros, um, I mean, you know, they sell they sell OMP M2s at Hobby Town USA, my local Hobby Town. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, like that's awesome to see that. You know, and it's not normal. You see, like some of these other, you know, I I don't know, if, I don't want to say off brand, but you know, not Blade and not a helicopter kit company. You know, right? Making it making a scene like this, so. You know, I got to say, I I have a special place for this M2 Local 200 just because I feel like I've advanced so much in the hobby in the last year because, like, flight-wise, flight skill-wise, because of that little helicopter. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it's I think a lot of that is to do with the, the simplicity of the, the two-motor drive. You know, mm-hmm. you break the boom, yeah. it's, you pull the boom, you run the wires through and bolt the motor back on. It's, you don't have belts, tail linkages, servos, like mm-hmm. the t- all the tail parts, you know, that always yeah, get bent so that simple. you got to deal with and all that's yep. eliminated. So it's just a motor yep. stuck out there. Yep. So motor there's, and a tail pin, that's it's it. simple and it works it's pretty very good. Not yeah, perfect, but, but good enough. It's good enough. And I think. One of the things was for me is that like when I did crash, it didn't break much. It's servo right. arms, maybe a, you know, maybe a link here, maybe a DFC link here, maybe a tail boom. And great part is like when I shear the tail boom off, I just pull the piece out, I put the rest of the tail boom in there, and I just lock it in and fly with a shorter tail boom. It doesn't matter; it still reaches. Yeah, like it doesn't hit, doesn't it doesn't interfere. So you can fly it like that. It flies a little wobbly, but in a pinch, <laughs> <laughs> I've done it, you know, and. Which helps me because when the when the helicopter flies like shit, you make so much more corrections when you're flying. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, and it makes you a better pilot. It's a feature, not a bug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that's that's cool. And you know, and I think it became more affordable. Like yeah. I, I mean when the M one the M two Express came out, I think that was like a two hundred dollar helicopter, right? Or maybe two ninety nine, I think. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like it was under three hundred bucks, and then I think the M two, like the newer, you know, um, not the Evil, but the version two M two V two, was uh, that three sixty price range. Yeah. Um, we'll not talk about the logo price because we all know that's you know crazy there. It's the and, same, just add a neo on, basically. Yeah, just add a neo on it. Um, you know, this Goose Guy S two, so. Mm. This is the same price as the M2 V2, so 360 or maybe 379. I forgot what it was. Yeah, 369. I think it's 369. So about the same price in that same range. Um, it's a bigger heli. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know if it's more capable yet. It's yet to be determined for for my opinion, but right. Um, overall, it seems like a better helicopter flying. You know, we'll see. Um, but now we're getting in, in the bigger helis. No. So the yeah. Goose Gooski S2 is a it runs a 193s or 195s. So it's a, you know, 200 size heli we'll call it, right? Right. Um 
a true 200 compared to like an M2, which was like a 180 something millimeter. So that's more like a blade 180 size. Yeah. So, but the the raw 420, you know, we're getting into now like, you know, bigger than a traditional 450. It's it's getting to that old school 500 size, right. 420 main blades. Mm-hmm. That's that's a pretty big heli to run a direct drive setup. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they they've kind of hinted and teased a OMP like M mm-hmm. five, but I don't never. I don't think we saw anything, but some rendering pictures. I don't know what's up with that. So I guess this this four twenty is the biggest one that I know of. That we know of. That yeah. we know I of. Mean, I mean, there might be some something. Thing. I'm sure mm-hmm. somebody's at their keyboard right now. Oh, well, now. Actually. What about this one? <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm, I'm interested to see how it does, how it flies, how it holds up, how the motor does. Got the the one way in the motor, which is cool. So, you can auto it, even though it probably yes. autos shitty. You can, you still can. <laughs> But um, so yeah, I mean it. It it's cool. I'm interested. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what'll be next? We're gonna start seeing five hundred, six hundred, seven hundreds, seven hundred with a a, a a like a four hundred pole motor that's like the old Protos main gear. It's like eight inches in diameter. Think that'll be ever coming. I don't know. I don't. No, <laughs> I don't think so. No. I mean, some people are asking for that M5. Like people really want like that 500 yeah. size. And I mean, I know, I know people that want a 700. In fact, wasn't there a seven? No, there's an electric. There's a dual motor 700, but it's I don't think it's direct drive. Right. Um, it's like a one-off thing. I remember seeing some some. Yeah, I've seen it. people put tail motors on 700s a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, the yeah. like a bigger quad motor. Right. And they've got, yeah, they've, I, because of the, of quads and her drones or whatever you want to call them, some of those are spinning some pretty damn big props. I mean, we're talking 16, oh, yeah. 18 inch, you know, He's high like, pitch yeah. props, carbon fiber. So we're, we're seeing lighter, smaller reversing. motors that have a lot of power. Yeah, What's that? The whole thing's a reversing thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you know? cool. No, but that's the, that's the downfall, right? <clears throat> now you're talking about like, even if it's like a traditional, 700 tail rotor size like mm-hmm. you know what is that like with 105 i don't know let's just say like 250 millimeters mm-hmm. um you know like to go from one direction and stop yeah and go to I, I don't n- yeah. yeah i mean i people are have done it but i don't know how good that works yeah i don't know but we'll see yeah we'll see um so what is next? Yeah. I don't know. Are we going to see a, a 420 stretched out to a 500 maybe? That's going to happen. Not, I, w- not, I wouldn't think not so. Not officially because I'm, I'm afraid to report that those blade grips are small. Mm-hmm. There are 380 South blade grips. So that 420 yeah. is probably the biggest you can put on it because it's the only root size you can fit in there right yeah so you can't fit a 500 size root uh blade in there now who knows like you know maybe enrico will be like well 
what they do for the raw 700 nitro right i'll just take a 580 grip and just you know make it fatter on the end yeah but that could be a possibility you can you know um design real quick and, and make available for maybe folks they who will potentially i still would, i still think they need a a full like a new 500 Something that would go yeah. from 480 to 520 or 523 or whatever. 550, I like think. A, yeah. Like an actual 500. Not a 580, not a 570, not a 420, a 500. Like like yeah. the, the Gowie X5, that size, you know, 500 to 520 blades. That's a the 516. That was a really popular yeah. model. They're yeah. really missing out on that, that mid-size, I think. Yeah, people like it, you know, and... You know, the, the thing is, like, the 580 is a, it's great, but it's It's really almost a 600. A 600. I, like it's it, a, it really is a 600. It's not, a five, <laughs> it's not even a 550. It's it's a no, 600, To me, really. it's a 600 that comes with 580. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. <laughs> yeah. You know, you can run six, like, 20s on it. Like, it's a big helicopter, mm-hmm. you know? So, anyways, I do think... um I do think, yeah, I agree. I think a 500 would be fantastic. Now, direct drive 500? Yeah. Eh, maybe, maybe not. Know. Who knows? We'll you see. Know? I mean, this um, may this may work fantastic and everyone loves it. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. Yeah, we'll see. I guess let us know what you think when this episode comes out. Hit us up on Facebook. Leave a voicemail. You know, you know how to get to us. Drop us an email, all that fun stuff. Yeah. All right, let's move it on. Well, Ian's not here for a tech tip, so what the heck are we gonna do? What the hell? And we don't man? have Andy's. We don't have Andy. Uh, we don't have Kevin's. You know, movie review. No. Shoot. So I'm gonna do them both. Actually, I'm not gonna oh, do yeah? a tech tip. I should have done a tech tip. If I'd had like oh, wow. three minutes to think of something, I could have probably done it <laughs> as good as he does. But we're we're not doing uh, that. Yeah. Well, we're changing the name. Got? Okay. Let me. All right. We got a message from Mr. Mike Sobey. Mm. I'm going to read this message because um, this is from our Facebook messenger. It says, hey, boys, great episode. It was good seeing Steve and Andy, as always, and thanks for making the trip. Just a few things I wanted to mention, and he's talking about it, the Ohio Heli Throwdown. The food was provided by Wreaths for Veterans. All money from the food services goes to buying wreaths to put on veteran graves during the holiday season. It's a local charity here. And I'm glad he pointed that out because I was screaming at the radio last week when Steve's <laughs> like, oh, I don't know where to, I, I, I don't know. It's like there's a big ass sign there. How'd you miss it? All right. So got that. I so- missed it because I saw 15 other sides of that, food. Got I that to sorted eat. out. <laughs> it's like, damn it, Steve. I, I literally took what pictures hell, of all man? the menus. Didn't take a picture of the of every single menu, yeah. but not the wreath. <laughs> yes. Anyway, he also s- <laughs> he also says uh, I'm club president for the Nighthawks, uh, which is the club. And on behalf of the mm-hmm. club, we wanted to thank you guys for helping promote the event on the show. This event is our one that pays our field rent and keeps our doors open. Nice. So thanks, Mike, for the message. He also said lastly i want to suggest a name for kevin's movie segment it's quote shut up already movie reviews nice he says he can rate movies in boom strikes instead of stars so a good one gets five boom strikes (laughs) (laughs) all right thanks mike i just wanted to to touch on that because now we have 
What's the name of this segment now? Well, it was Kevin's, but now it's Andy's Shut Up Already Movie Reviews. Andy's Shut Up Already Movie Reviews. Yeah. <clears throat> so this week I have two recommendations, and it's not movies, but it's fantastic television series. The oh, first one get? is Only Murders in the Building. You can find it on Hulu. It's got um, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and some girl. I'm, I can't remember her name now. <laughs> but it's such a fantastic show. Martin Short is being very Martin Shorty. Steve Martin's a genius. And Selena Gomez, I believe, is the girl. And she's fantastic in it as well. Like, really, really good. It's in the second season. Definitely check that out. Second recommendation, The Old Man, also on Hulu. Very, very good show to check out. Jeff Bridges, the other dude that I can't remember his name. <laughs> I feel like Ian. I'm very unprepared. Oh, man. Uh, Lithgow. Um, oh, John Lithgow? Yeah, John Lithgow. Very, very, very good show. I really enjoyed it. All right. So I got a snack recommendation for you, too. Just see how yeah. much stupid non-hobby stuff we can fit into this podcast. <laughs> I'm sure people fucking hate this stuff. Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we can fast forward it. Okay. Fit and active caramel rice snacks. And you're like, rice snacks? I thought you were only yeah, going to recommend good shit that's not good for you. Oh, I know. Right? I wouldn't say these are all that great for you, but... Uh, you get them at Aldi's, and they have cheddar and rice. I mean cheddar. They have caramel or cheddar <laughs> flavor. I thought it was rice tags. Yeah. The caramel is really, really good. The cheddar, meh. I don't care for it. Um, But I really enjoy these. They, let's see. Let's give you some nutritional information. They have zero fat. They have nice, zero trans exactly. fat. They have zero cholesterol. They have 95 oh milligrams God. of sodium per 16 pieces. And they have no fiber. They have no, they have nine grams of sugar. Um, and two grams of protein. So it's basically like eating nothing with a little bit of sugar. But I find them pretty tasty. I've tried several different brands. They all kind of suck. But this one from Aldi is good. So I recommend it. All right. God, I didn't think I would ever hear Andy say fit and active. <laughs> I'm not fit or active. I don't know why they're named that. Oh, so a tip. <laughs> you go into Aldi, you, you find these rice snacks, right? And you'll see a box, and it'll, you'll just see cheddar everywhere because they, they have. So what it is is they come in a box to the store, and there's like six bags of cheddar and two bags of caramel. So if you see the wow. box, start digging through all those cheddar shitty ones, throw those out of the way, and get to the caramels. And then mm. go to the side, open another box, look through there till you get the caramels, pull those out. And just leave all the wow, chairs. That's a weird thing. <laughs> two out of like whatever eight it's like is. Two, yeah, that's the way it is. Or maybe it's two out of six. I don't know. But there's way more cheddar 
but cheddar's not the good flavor. Caramel is the one you want. Interesting. You can trust yeah, me on that. All right. Yeah, and don't try any of the other brands like you find at the grocery store or Walmart. They all suck. Only the one from Aldi. If you don't have an Aldi, then you're just shit out of luck. I'm Asian. Rice snacks are like cardboard. Oh, thank you. You should try these. They're they're. I, I right. agree Next with you. I've had rice up. snacks over the years, and they all sucked. Yeah. Always, no matter what flavor. Yeah. It was like eating processed paper. These are not that way. These are good. Awesome. Cool. All right. Okay. <clears throat> Let's move it on. What do we got for news and announcements? Oh, the heck. How are we going to do this one? <laughs> All right. I go news. And? Announcements. Okay. It's actually easier when got? it's just us. Maybe we should get rid of those other guys. Yeah, right? <laughs> no. Um, no, no. We're just gonna replace me with Kevin, and then you know we'll replace you with Ian, and just swap each other. So it's only be two hosts at <laughs> any given time. Is that what we're gonna do? Yeah. No. Okay. Anyways, uh, what do we got? What is All this? right, our buddy Carrie Shirley, gas-powered helicopters, oh, has co- has announced nice. another conversion kit is available now, and this mm. is for the Oxy Five Nitro, and it uses the OS Max GT Fifteen gasoline engine and that's a gasoline engine that is the same size as a 90 um nitro so like a 105 yep. 91 whatever mm-hmm. yep um this gt 15 uh i don't think they're all that super great honestly so i wouldn't expect this thing to have a ton of power but there are people all the time wanting a 600 size gasser. So this would work for that, but I don't know how strong the engine would be. It might not sure how much power, how the gearing is. It probably has the power of, uh, like a 50 or a 55. I imagine it has the power I would guess you take a weight pen- penalty for that. Yeah. Just because the engine's bigger. And you got a spark plug. And just and, bigger. You, know, you just got more stuff. You need an ECM, right? The ignition system for it to control the ignition on it. Yes. Uh, I mean, and things. So, yeah, it's a there's a control module which adds weight to it. So, depending um, on your flying, your sport flying, and you want to be able to fly, like, all day for $5. A gallon. Yeah. This this will work. Um, I, the other thing I'm curious about is the the, the, the CG of this heli. Well, it's, it's probably better. You put all that extra It'd weight be in the front. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like <laughs> I know you know traditionally they've been a little bit on the tail heavy tail side. Heavy, so yeah. like having a bigger motor plus having like you know all the little extra components needed for the yeah. for the gasser might actually you know be be a better. Yeah, it might option. work good. You know I don't I don't yeah. know. I don't know much about that engine other than it's a little bit more finicky, but I do know that <clears throat> Carrie and some of those guys have, have made some different heads and made some stuff to, to make the engine reliable. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't know about the power wise and stuff, but the, the engine used to be 
have a lot Solving of overheating right? issues and stuff, and they've addressed a lot of that with some aftermarket heads and stuff. So I think even OS did with their new like maybe maybe they did GT15 yeah. version Max yeah, that they have. Yeah, they I think the newer version has a better cooling, a um, bigger head on like it. heat sink on the head. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. check that out. I mean, I always like yeah, to cool. announce anything Kerry has. He's such a good dude, and he really does a good job mm-hmm. with the gas-powered helicopters with the conversion does. kits and stuff. I mean, Top-notch. support him any way you can. Yeah, if you're mm-hmm. looking for a, a gasoline conversion or an engine or something, definitely check him out. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Next thing up is our other buddy... Mad Panda Custom Graphics, John Deo, mm-hmm. is doing his uh, skins, and he's taking taking limited orders right now. And the skins is a vinyl wrap for the frame and or the boom of he's got a Spectre V two uh, in two different colors, red and a blue, and he's got an Oxy Meg. In orange and blue. And he might, is he doing other stuff or is it just these three no, right now? I think it's just these three. I think it's just really with these two helicopters. Um, it'd be great if you could like branch out and do some raws and some other. Maybe you will. So the, the frame only is like 35 bucks. The tail only is 25 or you get the whole full thing for 55. And you can go to mad Panda custom graphics on Facebook, send him a message. Um, these are cool because you, you put this wrap on the carbon fiber frame and the boom. So you can fly without a canopy, but you still get some color and it, it looks cool design. Yeah. It's awesome on the bench too. Yeah. Yeah. It looks really cool. He's, yeah. he's done a really good job with the, the design of these. Yep. For sure. All right. What else? <clears throat> the Goblin Raw 420. We've been talking about that a lot this episode. The Mm -hmm. uh, pre-orders are open. They're saying ships mid-August. And we got a price. So the price is $5.89. What a great price. $5.89 with the motor and with the blades. Yes. So I think that's pretty cheap. I don't know what that motor would be, but I'm guessing at least $200. bucks. Yes. So, it's a nice motor, very nicely machined motor. So if you take off two hundred bucks for the motor and take off, let's say eighty nine bucks for the blades, the mains and the tails, you're talking about a four twenty size kit for three hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, is that a way to look at it, or or maybe we say the motor's only one hundred fifty, I mean, and you're getting a three a four twenty size kit for three hundred fifty bucks? I mean, that's still yeah. a pretty good deal. Uh, obviously, you can't get it without the motor, so there's going to be no. Those but that if you bought a kit, yeah. you got to go buy a motor. Right. Yeah. You buy a, a three eighty or three sixty kit, you have to buy a motor, and you know, and then figure out your gearing and all this stuff and whatever. But yeah. I think that's a pretty good price. Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I really do. And if I didn't, I'd be sure and tell you. I have, you know, I love to find stuff to gripe about Goblin. But in this (laughs) case, I can't. Like, that's that's a pretty fair deal. Uh, You get the carbon fiber boom kit, which is $108. Um, I don't know what all that comes with. Carbon fiber boom and possibly some 
tail stuff out on the end. Um, so yeah. And also probably a different mounting plate in the front. Yeah, probably. Have, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Boom supports are yeah. around right now. I mean, not boom supports, but the boom mounts yeah. are around. I imagine you take off the, the aluminum or whatever clamp that the yeah, that whole thing out boom hooks to, and the you just hook out. the carbon boom in its place. Something to yeah. that effect. But, but with that effect, um, you know, uh, I mean, I don't know. I have to see how the, the, the carbon cracking style boom is, but I think you'd have to replace that whole like belt tensioner pulley thing in the front as well. It's kind of, it's mounts to all that. So I don't know. We'll see. I can't wait to get mine. Though. I do want to get that extra, um, tail cover, not tail cover, but the old traditional megaphone boom, I'll call it. Yeah. I, I just, I like it. And I like, I like to see the mashup with the raw canopy and, and the, the cracking boom. I think it'd be cool. Right. Got battery trays, like 16 bucks. So did this thing, does it use the battery with that quick connect deal? So it does. How does that work? Um, so it's quick connect. Um, I haven't gotten to that part in the build yet, so I'm not sure. I mean, I can go grab it if you really want it's to like know. It's like the but, 380, um, wasn't it? That had that or the exactly buddy the or same something? same as 380. As I can tell, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if the buddy, but I know if the traditional 380, they used to have it where was mounted that an at the back option of the on thing. that thing, or was it? It was. Okay. It was an option, and you can basically mount the leads to this mounting bracket thing that clips into the helicopter. Okay. And so looking at the design of it, it looks very similar. I'm not sure if it's the exact same part number or not, but it looks very similar in design. Um. So yeah. Okay. It does come with the ESC So your battery is kind of locked to your tray. How do you charge it? You have to have a special connector. I think you'll have to make a connector. I don't know if it comes with extra bullets or anything to make them. So oh. that's maybe another thing to note. Okay. So um, I know back in the 380 days, people used to make a connector adapter that would go from that thing to usually. I think you can. In fact, I remember, I think SAB even sold one where it was like a squid. Like it had like four or five okay. or six ends on it. I thought, I mean, I could be mistaken. This was a long time ago when the 380 came out and this option came out. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see how I work that out. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. But yeah, I was, I was kind of pleasantly surprised by the price. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I mean, it's $600. 590 bucks basically but when you when you consider you got the motor that really brings it down in my mind yeah got to buy a motor anyway all right always something neat and cool coming along always all right what else do we have here mm-hmm. i guess more news at the goblin or 20. Oh, yeah. They're uh, doing a giveaway, looks like. Yeah. BK Hobbies, SCB USA, is doing a 420 giveaway. So, from July 1st to August 5th, uh, you still have a couple days before, after this episode comes out, to basically um, go to bkhobbies.com and you'll see the raw 420 giveaway. And, yeah. Do what you got to do. Get signed up. Yeah. So, it's placing or uh all you got to do is place an order valued at $100 or more on our website between, between July 1st and August 5th, and you'll be automatically entered to win. 
Yeah. You're like a hundred bucks. Yeah, but that's nothing. Just order you some switch blades or yeah, a set of blades or you know a whatever or an ESE, a boom <laughs> and a something, something. You know, yeah. you can come up with a hundred bucks pretty easy. Oh, easily, easy. And I think at a hundred bucks you get free shipping too. So it's like yeah. might as well get up to there anyway. Yeah, might right? as well stock up on some parts. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's awesome. Do you have to be a U.S. resident, eighteen or older? Sorry for the folks that are uh, Canada. What the hell, Andy? Yeah, what the hell? Didn't I say what the hell, Bert? <laughs> yeah, what the hell, Bert? <laughs> All <No>. right. <clears throat> it's such a can of worms with raffles and giveaways when you get outside yes. the United States. Like I was watching yeah. something about that or reading something or watching a documentary. You wouldn't believe the amount of like legal can of worms it is oh, to yeah. try to give away something outside the U.S. It's bad enough, like it's to even do it inside, <laughs> inside. But when you go yeah. international, it's a whole nother can of worms. And I talk about you know taxes and customs and things, and it could be so much. Yeah. All right, let's move it along. Do we have anything else? No, I don't think so. Okay, let's move to what's next for you in the hobby. What's next for you, Kevin? Nothing? No. What the hell, man? I'm going to go fly. I'm going to go fly with Steve Shaw, and hopefully Steve will have something built, but I doubt it. Blah, 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 blah. blah. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> what about Ian? What has Ian got? Well, oh, um, um, you know, um, you know, it's like, you know, it's like going to fly. It's like I got to work three doubles it's like you know double double triple triple you know i'm ranching it's like discord you know you know you know it's like discord you know you know all right what about you Steve? all right what am i gonna do i'm gonna finish this damn 420 kit as much as i can um and then wait for ups guy or usps guy or person, I'll say. I don't know if it's a guy or a girl. Um, but the post person, grab my shipment, and then drive down. Oh, no, not down. Drive up to Jersey, to South Jersey. Drive up to South Jersey. That sounds weird. So you're going to have um, everything but two servos and the servo horns. Servo horns. Right. Yeah. So that's all you got to do, and then do a setup. Yep. Yep. So I'll bring the helicopter with, those, with that order in the box up there. Um... Yeah, so basically, I'm mm -hmm. off Thursday and Friday. I'm going to leave Thursday afternoon to go to Freefall, go to South Jersey, do that event. Should be fun. I think I'm going to bring the kids with me, and I think the wife might come up and then take the kids to see the grandma. That well, might be the be, plan. I'm yeah, that'd be cool. But yeah, that'd be good for them because, uh, yeah. they, you know, they haven't hung out grandma since, uh, you know, last November, I think. So, right. so it's definitely been a while. Mm -hmm. Cool. Um, beyond that, obviously, I'm going to fly this. I'm going to fly this at the field. I'm going to fly in a bigger field. I'm going to try to fly in a bigger field tomorrow to get a little more um, flight times on it and, you know, uh, get just get used to it more before I start really messing with the um, Bluetooth module that it yeah. comes with and to start messing with the programming. You can okay. program everything through the Bluetooth app. So, All right, that's cool. Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Yeah, the free fall fun fly, so... Uh, yeah, that's it for me. What about you? 
I will not be going to the free fall fun fly. What the hell, Andy? Because I've got too much to do here. And I've got to get my camper all ready for next week. I'll be heading down to Knightville, North Carolina, to the infamous RCHO field to hang out with those knuckleheads a couple days. Mm. Yes, I haven't be been time. anywhere the camper since the chill out, which I brought it in and rewinterized it. So I got to go through, clean it all out, dewinterize it. You know, wow, check you haven't the tires. used it all year, huh? Uh, since the chill out, so beginning the of the year, out, but yep, yeah, yep. Wow. So I got to do that. Um, I'll probably get this M2 in the air because that's going to be pretty simple. I'm not going to make any promises mm-hmm. on any other thing. Any other helis? Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. I don't know with work, what you're doing with work, and then trying to get the trailer set up. And yeah, I got plenty yeah. to do. So yeah, that's well, you it know for me. it's Richo and Richa. Yeah, yeah. I'm still planning to go to. I'm going to oh. Urcho, and then I'm going the next weekend. I'm going to Urcha for a couple of days. That reminds me, I need to get registered for that. I wonder if they still got pre-registration. I totally forgot about it. Anyway, but yeah, I want to try to get up there. Instead, basically, the way I'm looking at it is instead of going Monday to Sunday like I normally do at Urcha, I'm going to take a couple days and go to Raleigh to RCHO work a few days in between and then take a couple days and go to Urcha, which would actually be easier for me. So I'll only be gone like four days at a time instead of seven full days yeah. in a row. Full week. So I think that's going to work out. Okay. I don't know. When I get back from Urcha, I may be dead. We'll see. <laughs> it may be too much. All right. I we'll guess see. That's I guess. It. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, let's see. Listen to pipeline. We do, do have, have many. Yes, we do have a pipeline. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Maybe. Well, since you're speaking of food, and you guys have never made it to the meat fair, which is also called the eat fair, because we eat fairly well there. Uh, there is plenty of bacon. Our one group brought 35 pounds last year, and we ate it Ooh. all during the week. You didn't like that. Anyhow, mm. we cooked everything there. We've uh, barbecued, got a little smoker. There's lots of stuff going on. Um, nice. So let's go at a normal fun fly for the weekend. It's, I'll go out and grab something. Uh, grab something quick from one of the local places or hit a McDonald's because my son likes that every once in a while. All right, guys. Anyhow, I haven't called in in a while. I figured it's time to harass you. Oh, by the <laughs> way, I finally have a nitro plane. It's an LT60. I'll send you some pictures. Bye. Nice. Awesome. Love that nitro smell. Yeah. Nice, Steve. Awesome to hear from him. Yeah, it's been a while for sure.
Okay. All right. Uh, since the rest of the guys aren't here, screw it. We ain't do no wrap up. Let's just keep it nice, short, and simple. Like the direct drive helicopters. Like direct so, drive helicopters. Yeah. Dang, we'll we'll skip the outro. So you know, we'll just skip the uh, skip everything. The extra bits. Yeah. You know, keep it nice and simple and short. You know. So. Um, make sure you check out our fellow podcasters and also, you know, Bill Ann's YouTube channel. All right. Want to give a huge thanks to all the listeners. Free our skies. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Take care. Bye, everybody. Good boy. do any other uh, things I need to come up with a snack thing or yeah so Ian's tech tip what's Kevin's what does what would... what Kevin watch oh I've got some good recommendations I want to do that one like, what was it called again both. Kevin's what Kevin's fuck I don't know Kevin uh... oh, I thought someone said it on Facebook oh he, yeah Mike sent us a recommendation what did he say like, shut the hell up already, or something like that. Mike Sobe. Oh, that was in the Messenger. I remember seeing that. Hey, wasn't that Messenger? Uh, yeah, it's Messenger. Uh, lastly, I want to suggest a name for Kevin's movie segment. Shut up that already movie reviews. <laughs> shut up already. <laughs> Sobe's so funny. S-A-M-R-S. Sammer. Shut up already movie reviews. S-M-A-R. <laughs> these are called. Fit and active caramel rice snacks. <laughs> really? It sounds terrible. Dude, they're so fucking good. It sounds so dry and like... Well, they are dry, but they're so good. Yeah. Just put caramel and sugar on anything and make it taste good. Yeah, I mean, it's like shitty-ass rice snake, rice cake thingy, whatever. Yeah, rice snacks. Um, Rice cake snacks? Yeah, rice snacks. But, so I've tried all different brands, and the ones you get at Aldi's, this particular brand that I've only seen there, are actually good, and all the rest of them suck.